Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hey everyone, Lou Lombardi here, a.k.a. Lou Dini from the Lou Dini Rock and Roll Circus to tell you about our brand new sponsor, McNeely Beer, Six Packs and More, located at 441 McNeely oh, Road in the South Hills. Lou. Hey Lou, what's up? Hey, Pittsburgh Cavan, yeah, what's, what's up? on, man? Hey, McNeely Beer, Six Pack and More is right down the street from where I grew up. I go there all the time. Oh, cool. Yeah, listen to this, man. McNeely Beer carries about 700 beer varieties in singles, six packs, or 12 packs. They offer imports, crafts, domestics, even drafts. You could grab a gourmet hot dog, mm, catch a game on the TV, create your own mix and match six pack, or just grab what you need and go. You know, I hear that mix and match six pack is really cool because um, you get 20% off yeah. when you do that, and it's a great way to try something new without investing in an entire case. Correct. You know what I mean? So, the, And the knowledgeable staff will actually help you pick out your they selections. Do. McNeely is open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to midnight. Fridays and Saturdays until 2 a.m. And even with this crazy snow we just had, spring beers are already arriving. So you want to be sure to get your seasonal selections before they're gone. Definitely. That's McNeely Beer, six packs and more, located at 441 McNeely Road in the South Hills. And you can check them out online at McNeelyBeer.com. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Uh, bringing you yet another uh, uh, fantastic interview. We have uh, an artist on the line with us today uh, who calls himself Resh, and we're going to get we're going to find out all about Resh and the music that uh, he produces. It's uh, very cool. Um, he's a new artist, young guy with uh, a lot to uh, lot to offer. So very good stuff. An actor, artist, producer, musician. Uh, I think you guys are really going to enjoy this. Uh, before we get started, I just want to go ahead and thank our sponsors. I'd like to thank Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine, pplmag.com for short. This is uh, Pittsburgh's first internet radio, TV network, and online community magazine and business directories. You definitely want to check out pplmag.com. And uh, if you're local to the Pittsburgh area uh, and uh, you're thirsty, you want to tr- uh, check out our, our latest sponsor, McNeely Beer. Uh, they are at 441 McNeely Road, Pittsburgh, PA, uh, Pittsburgh's new home for the best selection of domestic import and craft beer. Uh, six-pack bottle shop located in the heart of the South Hills. Pride themselves on personal, knowledgeable customer service, fantastic selection, and hard-to-beat prices. Okay, now let's go ahead and get into it because this is a this this gentleman I got here on the line. Very, uh, uh, very interesting guy. He's an Argentinian singer, songwriter, actor, dancer, record producer, and director of uh, Chinese, French, Spanish, and German heritage. Resch was born and raised in a small town in the north of Argentina. Uh, his first EP, Babies Out, was out in uh, 2015. His follow-up single, Boys Cry More, was released shortly thereafter. And there's a very cool videos uh, that you can find on YouTube. And by the way, I should spell it because if you guys want to look it up while we're talking, it's Resh, that is R-E-S-H. Resh, welcome. How are you? 
Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you doing? Really good. What? Um, so, what were you up to today? What were you doing today? I mean, you record, you produce, you dance, you act. What, were you doing any of that stuff today? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm always going to dance classes and stuff like that, and uh, producing music. Uh, I started working with this new producer, um, so we were seeing, you know, uh, trying to do something today with him. Uh, yeah. Then just like reading a play that I might be doing in a, in, in a few weeks here in New York. And uh, that's it. Basically, I just did my dishes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we've got to, we, we, you know, we all are, you know, regular people too, and we got to, you know, do the regular stuff as well. That's yeah, cool. which sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, you'll get there, man. You you have a uh, you have a lot going on. I mean, one of these things is going to hit for you. What do you consider? I mean, you've got singer, songwriter, actor, dancer, record producer, director. What? Do you have a main thing? Do you have like the one thing that you pretty much consider yourself, or, or, or how do you how do you think of it? Right. Yeah. It's super strange. I think first to kind of to say that. Like if if somebody ever asks me, like, so what do you do? And it's just bizarre to me to just like <laughs> for me to start, you know, ranting and saying all the things that. I mean, I don't like to put a title. I mean, I, mean, I, I guess just an artist. Um, I I. I love dancing, but I don't consider myself a dancer. I mean, I actually came to New York to be a dancer, a ballet dancer. Um, but I just felt like it, um, you know, it's sort of uh, you're in search of perfection. And uh, I just didn't, I didn't feel connected to that. So, so is, that, is that why you left? Um, because it's, it, what you had a, um, you turned down a full scholarship for uh uh, to go into uh, music uh, music theater is, is is that right? Right. So yeah. So I I came to do classical ballet. I had a full scholarship. It was sort of everything was ready for me, and that's why I came to New York. But then my mentor. I mean, I, I started ballet really late in life, sort of at fifteen, and then at seventeen I was already in New York. So that was kind of crazy. Um, and I just didn't have time to think if I really wanted to be a dancer. I just knew that I. Um, that I liked dancing and I was good at it, but uh, that was it. But then my mentor here, he kind of told me what a ballet dancer's life is like, and it's crazy. You know, it's super short. Um, it's just a pretty much a, a thing of its own, and I just didn't want to be a dancer. Um, you know, with all that, uh, all that world around me, if that makes sense. Well, you um, said that um, you said that you um, came to ballet late. What is what is like the typical age for somebody who wants a career in ballet? What do they when do they typically start? They start at like four or five. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I mean, I did gymnastics and things like that, so I guess my body was used to stuff like that, like very mm-hmm. physical stuff, a lot of sports and things like that. Um, so yeah, like then I, I just started mus- doing musical theater because I needed to stay in New York. And that was my only way at that moment. I mean, I was okay. 17, so I had to be in a school. Otherwise, I couldn't have been able to come. Um, and uh, well, you came. Yeah. you came to right to New York for ballet school from Argentina. Is, is that how yeah. that happened? Oh, okay. Yes. So, the, so you weren't really like even like a citizen at that. So you had to like either be in school or you had to leave. Is that is that what you're saying? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, and I, yeah, for legal reasons. For I mean. 17 and just 
coming here with without knowing anybody. I mean, it would have been crazy, I guess. Um, I would yeah. have been able to do it, I don't think. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I guess, I mean, I, uh, I'm i an actor also. I, I've acted since I was, like, six. Um, but singing is the same, I guess. I don't know which one to put before. You know, like, I, I don't know which one is the most. That's fine. That's fine. We don't have to put a label yeah. on it. I just thought maybe there was a little area where you identified a little bit right. more. Since you do have a, you do have a records out stuff, so that's why I thought I would just kind of um, ask totally. you about that. Yeah. Um, so, how did you get? So, you know, it's one thing to be in music theater. So, you know, the whole other thing, of course, to be a ballet dancer. Now you're going from that. You're you actually have your own music out now. How do you make the uh, the leap or the the transition or the how do you add in? Let's put it this way: How do you bring in songwriting? Now, how does or do you play? Do you play an instrument as well or not? Yeah, uh, yes, I play the piano and the guitar, um, mostly piano. Guitar is just like a few chords, to kind of mm-hmm. like for songwriting purposes. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I've I've always been writing and you know poetry and just like small films, and I would do films with with my neighbors all the time so it's it's been always like that creative energy has always been part of my life and I feel like actually when I was doing ballet or, or when I, I was doing musical theater I just felt like inside of a cage I just couldn't do you know I, I didn't feel related to it I couldn't um I just couldn't feel feel happy doing it I guess I mean I felt like it was sort of a um a job or you mm-hmm. know, something more <laughs> Yeah. I just didn't feel like I was being creative or that I was doing anything differently, which but I, I do respect a lot, of course, like a ballet dancer. I mean, it's such a hard profession and it's such a hard discipline and it requires a lot of, you know, discipline and determination and all that, but um, I just, it just doesn't work for myself. Um, you So growing up in Argentina, uh, what were your sort of, you said you were into gymnastics and you did a lot of physical stuff, but in terms of the arts, you sort of hinted that you did some maybe some films with some friends and stuff like that. Were you singing, acting? Like, what was the sort of scene like there for you in your little town? Yeah, so I was doing a bunch of theater, um, doing from, yeah, just like plays like Romeo and Juliet, and then to like small musicals that were sort of, um, you know, uh, original uh, material from, from some people from that town. Then singing everywhere. I mean, I, I remember going to, like, competitions. I was at a choir. I was... I had tons and I, I, I had, like, three acting teachers, two voice teachers. I was in, like, different, but you know, uh, schools for, like, uh, for 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 different kinds of, of dancing. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, it was just, like, a lot of stuff uh, that I was doing at the same time. I... I yeah, I guess it's it's always been like that. <laughs> so you've always had, mm-hmm. even even back there in the in your little town arts scene, you had you were real you were a, a, a real Renaissance man doing a lot of different stuff. Um, you're acting. Yes. Uh, let's talk a little bit about acting for uh, for a couple minutes. Um, are are your ambitions or your interests primarily stage, or, or or are you interested in film and TV? Yeah, uh, film and TV are actually. Um, I. I I love them, and actually, I just finished shooting my first lead in a feature. Um, it's called Carmen. It's supposed to come out next year, um, and it's just this beautiful script that came came along my way, and then I, I, I got involved. Um, I 
I think like film and TV is probably my my biggest interest, even though there is something very special about you know a, a play, um, mm-hmm. being on stage and the, and, and the rehearsal time and, and the whole everything about it. It's super super special. So I'm trying to get back to it. Um, I haven't done a play in a while, so. I feel like well, tell, now well, tell me a little bit more about this project, Carmen. That you're this is, is this is a film. Yeah. So yeah, so like an film. independent film, or what is it? Yeah. Uh, so it is an indie. Um, a director that I've admired for a while now. Uh, he has a few things on HBO, and he is doing really well now. Um, his so name who's is the director? Who's, who's the director? Oh, I'm sorry, I interrupt you. But just say who's the director and say what what he's got on HBO, so we can all kind of pull it together. Go ahead. Yeah, um, so this guy, his name is Sergio Allard, and uh, and he's done One in a Million. Uh, it's like this movie that I saw um, a few months ago on HBO. Um, there is another director, uh, uh, Dennis Arqueros, which actually he was co-directing with Sergio this movie, Carmen. Um, so it was actually two of them. Um, okay. I, yeah, I, I worked with them. We, we shot for, for about a month. Um I got involved in the film as an actor, but then we started sharing ideas and we've been friends and I and I actually uh ended up writing most of my, my scenes, you know, rewriting a lot of things and, and we and we sort of uh put things together. We we, we took it to a to a slightly different place. Um it has a lot to do with homeless LGBT youth in the US. Um, which is a very hot topic now and a thing that's happening a lot. So I told him this. It, it was just going to be about homeless people in general in New York, but I just wanted to bring up the specific issue that's happening. And so we, you know, we, we, we just um, kind of started, um, you know, bringing the project towards that place. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I, I ended up writing for it, and we shot it, and we finished a few weeks ago, yeah. Well, congratulations. So, you, not only you, I, I know you're the lead at, you're the lead in this uh, film? Yes. Uh, so, not only are you the lead in the film, you got to have, like, some creative say in the yeah. sort of direction of the project. Yeah, absolutely. Well, these guys must have really respected you. Um, that's uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Especially the first time out, you know. So congratulations! Yeah, no. oh, that's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, that's what I like to do. You know, when it, when it's more of a crea- a really creative process for everyone, when I'm more involved. Let's talk a little bit about your. Um, you released your first EP um, there um, back in well, just a little while ago, back in 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, Babies yeah. out. So tell me about Babies out. Tell me about who you worked with on it and uh, where you recorded and how that all got going. Yeah, so um, actually, I, I you know started uh, writing. Well, it, something happened in my life that I I had to go into into surgery, and then it got complicated, and then uh, it, it 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 was a crazy time in my life where I had to stop for five months acting. I I couldn't act. Oh so, wow! Uh, so Sucks. then I I just I had to do something about. It. I mean, I, I had to do something that. At that time, and I was I was acting a lot. I was I was doing a TV show and and and, and a few other things. So I sort of stopped everything, and I and I went back to the piano and and for the first time that this was about three years ago, I believe. Um, I I just said, you know, I'm I'm gonna 
I'm going to put my, my music out. Like, I, I don't know what I'm waiting for. And, and I guess I just didn't have the, the time before. Um, mm-hmm. so, so I started looking for producers, asking everyone, um, because I'm from Argentina, I wanted to put some tango at first in it. Okay. So I started asking around people, you know, if they knew about any any tango producers or anything. And they, I, I actually ended up meeting Fernando Otero, who is like this incredible musician, producer, um, he's won a bunch of Grammys and he has like all this stuff. He's a, a genius, I think. Um, mostly classical music he does. Uh, we met and uh, he's sort of become my my father in the city. Um, yeah, oh, wow. So he's like my, my mentor and, and, and he, he produced um, that album. Then, uh, yeah, we, we produced that. Um, uh, I released it last year. But there's a okay. bunch of other songs that you know I just uh, um, that I wanted to to include. I mean, it's a very specific thing. I mean, the, the, your first album, you know, it's always it's sort of I, I I wasn't I wasn't very knowledgeable of a lot of things. So a lot of the producers that I met before, I, I thought it was going to work out, and 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 then it didn't. And I, I just learned so much, you know. So it was it was a really long process to get to that to that EP. Um, yeah. So, so was it basically just the two of you guys working on this together? Did you bring in other musicians or how did you do it? No. So basically I, um, I wrote everything, but very basically, you know, sort of, uh, just on the piano and I had ideas, you know, for how I wanted everything to sound like. So we met up and, uh, and I would tell them, you know, so I want something like or this or that or showing mm-hmm. things and so we would just do it together. I, I wasn't producing uh, yet by then. Um, mm-hmm. Then Brian Forbes, actually another producer, he he came on a, a bit later when we were already recording and mastering and, and we you know fixed a few things and um, yeah, but it was basically just us uh, doing all that. Then I started producing and actually. The music that I'm making now, mm-hmm. I feel like for the first time I'm, I'm actually able to to really do what I what I'm feeling, and it's a much more direct um, connection. It's sort of I'm 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 ch- channeling directly because I feel like now I, I just started to to use you know Pro Tools and all that and, and and to produce my own music. So now I do it. And it's not me doing it through somebody else, if that makes sense. Um, right, right, of right. Of course, I'm, I'm still bringing producers in, but it's much later in the project when the song already sounds like I want it to sound like. So it's just for polishing or maybe I don't know how to write parts for violins or for like... Uh, mm. Now I'm actually incorporating full orchestras and things like that. So for that kind of stuff that I don't know how to do, I bring people in. Yeah, I want to. I want to ask you something. Um, how um, how do you approach lyrics? I mean, you said that you write. You were writing poetry, so but poems aren't necessarily lyrics. I mean, anybody that writes music right. knows that. You know, understands that. I mean, do you ha- does the um, uh, does the song? Does you like kind of get the groove of the song and then say, let like start working with sort of like you know sort of lyrics that will like sound good with that or do you have right. a lyrical idea when you sit down to to come up with music or how, how does it work for you everybody's different i'm just curious how it works for you yeah um absolutely uh, so 
I think that each song it's a different world. Um, mm-hmm. It really is. I don't have one method. I would could be in the shower and singing something, and all of a sudden, you know, there there's a hook that I like, or uh, or, or some sort of a melody, and, and sometimes it comes. You know, the lyrics come with a melody, and some sometimes they don't. Um, lately, I've been doing a bunch of essays about certain things. Um, yesterday, I was working on this one. And it was just uh, the other side of the mirror kind of talking to me and, and you know, uh, uh, telling me stuff. And I was just writing, 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 and then I look at it, and it's like 10 pages of a lot of stuff. So then I, I kind of started, you know, highlighting the, the parts, the phrases or words that really you know, hit me um, and kind of started putting them together in a song. And then actually um, this new producer that I'm, that I'm working with, uh, he sent me a beat, which is something that I've never done before. You know, it's I'm, I'm always trying new ways of, of approaching songs. Okay. Yes. So, yeah, you know, it changes every time. Sometimes it's just on the piano and actually more often – it's just me on the piano and I start playing a few chords and then, you know, it's at first just like a raw, 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 and then that mm-hmm. becomes uh, words at some point. Yeah, you go back through what maybe you have written and uh, see what might what you might have for that. Do you do that? Like you said, you write that whole, like, 10-page thing and you go back and see if, like, you can see, like, a lyrical hook in, in, in something like that. Is that... Is that is it something you might do? Yeah, sometimes, you know, while writing those 10 pages, I just, I get really uh, sort of soaked in, 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 into like this subject, right? So mm-hmm. um, I'm sure there's always phrases or ideas and things that come to my mind when I'm uh, um, when I'm writing that. And I feel like if, if I write a song from that, it's sort of writing it from a place um from a richer place, you know, yeah, okay. I, I, I go back and I find phrases that I like and, and maybe, uh, yeah, even just words, you know, that, that appear there and I like. Um, when you, when you, when you come up with like a lyrical hook for something, are you feel pressured like in, just within your own self, um, right. to sort of like, okay, now I've got to write the rest of the words or put the rest of the words together to, to sort of like, uh, support this lyrical hook. Like I've got, I'm like, I'm trying to, you know, you sort of set yourself up that you're sort of making a kind of statement and then you've got to kind of support that. Or do you not worry about that? Do you just kind of just let whatever words sort of seem to fit with it and you just kind of let it flow? Yeah, just let it flow really. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, the, uh, these last few weeks I have been going through all my voice memos in my in my iPhone and, you know, it's, so many of them. There's so many ideas and so many hooks, and then I, I I go over all the songs that I have, and it's like hundreds and hundreds of things. So I feel like uh, I just uh, I just create them, and, and and you know if if they if they are strong enough, they stay in my head. So then I I I know how to uh, you know uh, I I know where to go back. Sometimes is it, is, do you think that maybe that because if it's if it'll stay in your head, that it'll probably stay in your audience's head? Do you ever think I, I've heard different songwriters yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, if I can remember, it, then it's probably going to have an impact on the listener. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if it if it affects me or makes me emotional or anything, you know, which 
there's many songs, you know, that you just write them at a specific moment in your life mm-hmm. that something just happened and you write about it and maybe you just let it go. But now I'm seeing that actually a lot of the things that I've written several months ago, I'm going back to them and a bunch of them are really hitting me because they they have a bunch of emo- a bunch of memories around them, which is tricky when it, when I have to actually you know go and 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 pick which ones I think are the best or you know which mm-hmm. ones are my favorite because they're so like I, I'm very biased, you know, just against. <laughs> well, and sometimes too, it's like hard to know because you can you're close to it, you know, it's your thing. Yeah. So it's kind of hard yeah. to know, like, you know, just really, or, you know, I mean, because new um, songs can be like that. You know, you know, you want to be personal, but then if it's too much, pers- if it's too personal, then, like, how do how do people relate? So there's, like, a little bit of a, a dance, you have, you know, that you, but you're a dancer. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, you know, it's kind of cruel I feel to have to just do it like an EP or, or an album because in a way and, and that's why I called it uh, Babies Out is they really are my babies you know each yeah. one of the songs just it, they, they get their own personality their own history their own life and you just want to support them um, and, and, and you just want to put everything you have in them you know it's it's like yeah. I want to sing them all then when I, if I do a show, you know, and but I can't, and I can't put them all out. Um, so that's I feel like a very, um, a very tough thing to do, you know. <laughs> I well, really want to the, put everything the, out. The good, the good side of that is you have a lot of, um, you, you have a lot to draw from. So you know, if you're all, if you're, you yeah. know, if you're, you see, you know, being that active, you know, you want to keep, if you want to keep putting out material where you've got ample stuff to kind of draw on for a long time so um right yeah so we're, i want to i want to kind of get back a little bit into into films uh, uh for a couple minutes here before we wrap up um i was mm-hmm. looking at your list of favorite directors and two of your favorite directors are two of my favorite directors uh stanley uh-huh. kubrick and david lynch oh yeah um and uh mm-hmm. I know, I know, I know. It, it, just, just, just. We're, this is just fantasy, okay? We're just, you know, we're just gonna have like fantasy talk here for a second. Uh, sure. It is Stanley Kubrick. All right. In out of all of his films, is there what character would you say? Oh, I would love to play this character from a oh. Stanley Kubrick film. Yes, um, Jack Nicholson's character in The Shining. I can't remember <laughs> the name, but that's yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, that just came to my head. <laughs> Jack Torrance, yeah, yeah, that's a great character. Okay, all right. I did yeah. not expect you to say that, but okay, cool, excellent. Yeah, I, I always gravitate towards uh, the weirder characters, <laughs> always, you know, and because I, I remember always in high school they would give me like prints or something like that, and it's just not. It, it, I I can't. I mean, it's it's just super boring, I, you know. Um, so I feel like I always end up playing, or I, I I try to like whenever I go to like an acting class or something, or if I have to do a scene for something. I'm, I mean, whenever it's on my hands, I always decide to do like a lot of character work. So I would do like an old man, or I, I'll do like a 
a kid or I mean, I, well, and, and that's what fear allows you to do a lot, right? Or like yeah. this like deformed person. Actually, I'm I'm writing something about like it's it's actually like this deformed character that's kind of like living uh, in a basement, creating a lot of paintings, and his twin brother is actually running like an art gallery. Well, it's 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 a whole thing, but uh, yeah. <laughs> That sounds very, very, very cool. Um, let's. Uh, why don't you go ahead and um, tell us, like, uh, what you have coming up um, in the next six to twelve months, and then we'll go ahead and like let everybody know how they can find you on the internet and check out everything you're doing. Yeah, um, I'm planning on shooting three music videos at the moment, so that's something that I'm trying to schedule wisely, and you know. Um, a lot of new music. It's just it's so much music that I, I just have to decide, you know, which one I'm gonna which songs I'm going to release first and how I'm going to to do that. Um I guess like that's there's all the film stuff it takes so long. I mean it like it'll literally be in like a year. So until that happens. So, so that so yeah. this Carmen project's gonna come out what, like at the end of twenty sixteen or was it gonna come out in twenty seventeen? No, so it's Amy. Like, so there are some festivals that that, that they want to submit in, in like February next year. Okay. Um. So there's, you know, it's all the festival circuit. I mean, I I guess somewhere in uh, yeah, the seventeenth, you know, maybe oh, okay. in the middle or something like that. Oh wow. Okay. Oh yeah. That, wow. That would drive me crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. I did this great thing. I want to put it out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So you're going to be doing a lot of music this year. Uh, you're doing, you got some yeah. music. You're working on some music. But you're still writing. You're going to put out another record in 2016. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, a lot of visuals, and uh, if everything works well, my first art gallery show. That's um, right. We didn't even get the chance to talk about the fact that you are um, that you're an artist. Oh yeah, how, but, yeah. How can people? How can people find like you know get in touch with you and see like keep. Because you have so much going on, how do people? What's the best way for people to kind of like look you up on the internet and and stay uh, abreast of what you have going on? Um, I think probably um, Instagram. Okay. Uh, Instagram is like my most active social media. Uh, but then, yeah, all my my websites. I have I have three of them actually. Okay. <laughs> okay. My music. Tell yeah. tell 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 everybody what what you have out there. Yeah. So uh, on Instagram, I'm Rash Music. R E S H music, um, and then my uh, for website I have my music one, reshmusic.com. Um, then my art website, uh, reshartfactory.com. Uh, and that's actually it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, are you are you do you do anything with that, um, um, Marco? Uh, P- Pelu uh, website? Are you still, or Blue. are you sort of done with that? Yeah. Like, so uh, yeah. So like that 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 site is just it, it's an acting site. So it's more for like I don't know. Like if 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 a director asks me like, hey, so I wanna I want you in this film. Where can I see your material? I just send them, you know, the the website or for like that kind of thing. You know. When, gotcha. Yeah. All right, so kids out there, if you're listening, if you're when you're guys out there, everybody listening, uh, uh, Resh says that uh, Instagram is really where you want to be to kind of like stay on top of like what's happening on a regular basis with him. So that's Instagram.com backslash 
Resh, that's R-E-S-H, music. So you guys want to check that out. Resh, thank you so much for uh, taking some time out of your uh, schedule to uh, to hang out with us today. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, I got really excited. I I can't... uh, I can't wait to see uh, the the film you're in, but I, I guess we'll have to wait for that. And uh, next time I'll ask you about your favorite David Lynch film. We'll save something for next time. All right. Okay. All right. Hey, mate, you have a uh, all right, my man. Hey, you have a great night, and uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll go ahead and promote this for you. Okay. Great. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for the interview, and have a good night. Take care, buddy. Bye bye. Take care. Bye. Hey everyone, uh, you were just listening to the uh, artist known as Resh. Uh, and once again, I just want to go ahead and plug because what a cool guy, huh? Just a really fascinating guy, just amazingly talented. Um, ResHMusic.com. And then he says that uh, uh, Instagram is the best place to follow him on social media. So that's Instagram.com backslash ResHMusic. Uh, thanks to our sponsors once again. Thank you, Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine. Dot com, that's pplmag.com, uh, Pittsburgh's first internet, radio, TV, network, and online community magazine. And run down to McNeely Beer. Those of you who are in Pittsburgh or visiting Pittsburgh at 441 McNeely Road. Um, and get yourself a nice craft beer. And uh, just uh, jot the number down if you can't find it. It is 412-563-BEER. Guys, you're listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. You can stay in touch with, or keep up, rather, with everything we have going on uh, on via our website, LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com. The website is ever-changing and ever-evolving, so make sure you want to check back. And uh, please make sure that when you go there that you do give us your name and email address so you never miss anything. Guys, once again, that is LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com. Please patronize our, patronize our new friend, Resh, at ResHMusic.com. Guys, we'll catch you on the next podcast. Rock on. Thanks a lot. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.